Greetings in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's always a pleasure to have you every time we meet in our Bible study session where we just read the Word of God. Our Bible text is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We'll be reading today from verse 26 to the last verse, which is verse 31. It's a continuation of what we've been doing. And if you haven't listened to or watched the other programs, other sessions, you can get uh, session one from the first verse to where we are now. Maybe before we continue, we should just say a word of prayer before we start. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite you in this session where we just read your word to hear your mind, what you are saying to us. We pray for leadership, Holy Spirit. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we just read? I'll read. For consider your calling, brother. This is verse 26. For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were, noble, were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him, you are in Christ, whom became, sorry, who became to us wisdom, from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that it is, so that as it is written, let the one who boasts boasts in the Lord. Now, remember, let's take the background of the situation uh, of uh, in the uh, in the church in Corinth, of which Paul is writing to. This is a church he has discussed uh, the issue of. Uh, division that is existing is in existence in the church remember he said that those who say uh, they belong to they belong to Cephas there are those that say they belong to Apollos and there are all those that say they belong to Paul there is this uh, uh, division in the church where they want to belong to someone where there is a patron who is the most powerful person as the influential person and they want to align to that person. So it's a community of those kinds of people. Now, what is also uh, uh, appearing or what we get again from this, we get that now there is uh, uh, another uh, class, uh, the, another thing that... Uh, differentiates the two. Let me read verse uh, 26. It says from the NIV, Brothers and sisters, uh, brothers and sisters, think of what you, have, you, were when you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. Now, note this. If Paul is saying not many of you were wise, not many of you are influential and not you know, from a noble birth. It means there are those that are of noble birth and there are those who are wise according to human standards and there are those who are influential. So that's the other thing that we have to understand about the church in Corinth. There are people 
who are wise in the human uh, understanding. These are people who are educated. These are people who are the philosophers. Remember, it says the, uh, in the previous uh, session, uh, in the previous verses, uh, Paul talks about the Greeks who demand science. Those are philosophers. There is also the Jews, the scribes who know the law of Moses. Those are highly educated in the law of Moses. These are people that are there. They are people of high ranking. Also note that in the community where Paul is talking about, uh, to the, the Roman co community, sorry, the Corinthian community, uh, if you read, uh, as this was a cosmopolitan area, the people that were there, some of the people that lived in Corinth were freedmen. These were slaves that had been freed. So they were now uh, doing some work for the people who are rich or they were trading for some people who could not be, who were not allowed by law to come and trade in Corinth. So they are just working as slaves. So these slaves now have kids or babies or uh, children that are gr have grown up in the in the area of Corinth. So these are people that are there. So in 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 the Corinth where he, he is, there are people who are freed people, slaves, and then there are also the people who are wise, the scribes, the the Greeks, the philosophers. So it's a community that is divided. It's actually what we see today in our churches. There are people who are wealthy people of high position uh, in society, maybe they are CEOs of organizations, some are running very, very successful businesses, some are recognized in, in, in the political sphere, they are known as senators, they are known as uh, ministers, all those people, they are very, very important. But there are also those people who are lowly in the society. These are people that are actually maybe unemployed. Some of them are uneducated. Those that are doing some very, very, very basic work, maybe grass cutters, uh, cutting grass, taking care of people's yards, looking after cattle, people who are domestic workers. So maybe some are not even employed. Some are just even weak. So the, the church has this kind of different people that are there. So Paul is talking to a community that has people who are slaves, who are freed slaves, and there's also these highly uh, educated people. So there's also people, he's talking about the noble birth. Those are people who are regarded as important. These are people who are of recognition in the area, in the Corinthian area, people of noble birth. If we can talk maybe in the in, in the context of where we are, these are people that we say they are born with the golden spoon. Uh, we're talking of people who are born from uh, rich families, uh, wealthy business people, talking from the real families, maybe the PH kids, uh, people uh, born from highly strong and influential political people. Those are people who are enjoying those things. So Paul is talking to such a community. What is Paul saying now? The first thing that we note is that Paul is addressing them as brothers and sisters, the NIV puts it in that way. The one that I read, which is the ESV, it's, it's actually just saying, so brothers. But what is actually revealed here is the brotherhood and the warmness that Paul has and the fellowship that he wants to talk, to reveal with the brethren in Corinth. He doesn't want to use the authority, uh, uh, harsh words or words that uh, show that he has the power that, as the apostle, I say, this, I say this, do this. But he's saying, 
brothers and sisters, which is a sign of humility and a sign, a building a way of speech just to make people feel uh, you belong to them, they belong to you, a part of them. So he's saying to, the, th to them, think of what you were when you were called. Now, when were they called? When they were saved, when they were called into salvation, when they were saved, what they were. He says they should remember that they were, some of them were, were, were nobodies. We thank God for, for, for the salvation uh, that is actually flat. It's for everybody. If salvation was something that we would purchase, maybe some of, uh, some of us wouldn't afford to buy salvation. Maybe some of us wouldn't even qualify to be regarded as children of God if it were uh, because of qualification from the house we are born from, who is your great-grandfather or what they, did they do? Maybe some of us would be outside of that. But we thank Jesus Christ that the, the, the grace of God, the whole redemption story is for every human being, anyone, regardless of the ranking in, in, in society, whether you are lowly ranked or we are highly ranked, all those people qualified under the grace of God. Thank you, Jesus, for doing salvation, for, for providing salvation for all. Now he's saying, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. Now, as Paul has talked about the foolish, remember in the previous session where we talked about the foolishness from a verse 18 to verse 25, where Paul say is talking about the wisdom of man, the philosophers, uh, and the, 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 the signs that are demanded by the Jewish people, uh, which they regard as wisdom, say, and they are saying because the Bible or uh, the whole redemption story that Paul is uh, presenting or what Jesus Christ preached is illogical. So they were saying it is foolish. But remember that uh, God, uh, uh, Paul has said this is God's power. It is his wisdom, actually. It is his strength. The whole redemption story is the power of God. It is foolish test to them. If you read verse 18, it says, For the word of the cross is fully to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. And it's also the wisdom of God. Uh, verse 21 says, For since in the wisdom of God, that is the wisdom of God, that is the salvation. Now, Paul has actually said, uh, but God chose the foolish things. What we regard as foolish, which is the redemption story, God regarded as the right thing. And he chose that so that so God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. He's, so, he's showing that God does not regard a human uh, uh, understanding. Actually, he's quoting, remember the verse that he quoted in verse, uh, I think it's verse 21, 19. So he said, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will throw. That is what God is saying. The wisdom of the people is, is actually God will put aside and put his way of doing things. That is what God, God is, do, is doing. So in this community, he's showing that 
God has chosen the foolish thing. So his salvation story is completely independent and is for everybody who believes and they can be saved. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to, to, to nullify uh, things that are. If I can read from the CEV, it says, What the world thinks is worthless, which is the foolishness, useless, and nothing at all is what God has used to destroy what the world considers important. What is it that the world considers important? It is the philosophy. What is it? It is the signs. Those things God has made them worthless. He has destroyed them and he has chosen the worthless things, the useless things, which we regard as foolish, which is the redemption story. That is his wisdom. Paul wants them to understand that God does not work with human understanding or with human intelligence. The whole redemption story is dependent on the love of Christ. It is dependent on, on, on God's vision. So anyone can be saved. So he's, he's bringing them into understanding that people of God, we are all saved. It is, it is not about ranking and philosophers or whatever you demand. Everybody has been saved because the redemption story is completely, uh, is completely free and is completely God's mind, actually. It's God's power. It's God's wisdom. It's completely independent of your own understanding. You should know that. So God has chosen, uh, the, this verse, the CEV, I like it, what the world thinks is worthless, useless, and nothing at all is what God has used to destroy what the world considers important. What they considered the circumcision that they considered as a very, very important thing that needs to be uh, done to anyone who wants to be a Christian or to be, who, wants to, who claims to be uh, born again, God made it useless. He destroyed it. All the things, the, the, the ceremonies that they demanded, he made them useless because he was revealing his, uh, his love and his redemption story, which is for everyone, even the freedmen, uh, the slaves, so that no one can boast. So the, 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 there is always a boasting if someone qualifies. There is always boasting if someone uh, is able to purchase something. You see, I've purchased this salvation. Uh, I'm able, um, I have the money. That's the boasting that Paul is talking about. No one can boast because it's completely offline of what humanity thinks. It's off what you regard as important. All those education, all those uh, birth rights and all those things, they, they don't matter here. God has put that aside such that no one could boast. No one can boast. Even if you are born into a Christian family, you cannot boast about your Christianity that I'm better off than another person. Everybody can be saved. Even if you are born from a, a, a priestly family, if you could believe in priests, uh, if you are born uh, from a pastor, they call them PK, you, you cannot boast. No one can boast that, you know, we are born in such and such a family, uh, uh, so we qualify. Even the Jews, they cannot boast that because we are Jews, we qualify. 
No, but God is saying, so he, he designed the redemption story to be completely independent and for everyone who, who accepts the Lord Jesus Christ and he is saved and no one can boast that I qualify to be Christian, a Christian because of this or because I come from church X or because I am rich, I can purchase salvation or whatever you can regard maybe because I'm educated, you are just a recognized person in society or you are a professor or even if you are a person who has been educated in scripture, maybe you are a theologian who is very, very educated. You have a PhD, you have a professor in theology. You don't qualify. You cannot, uh, and what I mean is, you cannot boast with that as an entrance to heaven. You cannot boast about that. But God chose that the issue of salvation be a issue that one does with his own faith, accepting the Lord Jesus Christ. And no one can boast. Now, it is because of him that you are in Christ. Jesus Christ, you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Who is that one who has become that? That is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's verse 30. And because of him, you are in Christ Jesus. It is because of God that now we are in Christ Jesus Christ. In Christ Jesus, we have been saved. We have become, uh, we have become the children of God because Jesus Christ is now has become the wisdom of God, and He has also the righteousness, the sanctification, and redemption. But remember, we 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 talked about the three phases of salvation: justification, which happens at birth, sanctification uh, uh, immediately you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, and then you are made actually righteous. You you you. Uh, in the right standing with God. And then there's sanctification, which is an ongoing process from salvation, and it will end when you die, when you go to the grave. That is the process where God sanctifies you. He actually teaches his way to you. He makes you to understand that such and such a thing, you cannot do such and such a thing. You can do some, some of the practices that you regarded as uh, acceptable. God will show you that this is not right. You cannot talk this way. You cannot do this. This is not what my children do. That is sanctification. As we grow, as we walk in the in the walk with the Lord, we are sanctified each and every day. We purify ourselves. And we always want to be more like Christ. And then the final one, which is glorification. That was the one that is actually will happen when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. And then when he returns, these very bodies, if we're alive, will be converted. And those who are dead will rise in Christ and they will be, we will all be taken to heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the final stage of our salvation. Now, we have been saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul wants this community that is divided to understand that salvation is for all. And it is the Lord Jesus Christ that now we are saved. We are saved too through the Lord Jesus Christ. And then the, 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 the final verse says, Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boasts in Christ. Now, Paul is uh, quoting, both in the Lord, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, both in the Lord. If I go and quote where Paul is taking this text, he's taking it from the Jeremiah chapter 23, verse uh, chapter Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 to 24, where it says, This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise boast 
of their wisdom, or the strong boast of their strength, or the rich boast of their riches. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have come to understanding to know me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, and righteousness on earth, for in those I delight, declares the Lord. Remember, Paul talks about this issue of knowing God. He says, uh, I think it's uh, verse, uh, uh, verse 21, For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. They did not know. So human wisdom cannot make a person to know God. You cannot know God with human knowledge, with human wisdom, with research, with uh, science, with uh, philosophies. You just have to believe. He says here that they may have the understanding to know me. That's what you can boast about. So in other words, if you can have the understanding, which is the wisdom of God, which is the issue of salvation. Let me read. But let the one who boasts, boast about this, that they have the understanding to know me, that I am the Lord. That knowing God, that God is God. He's the one who is kind is the God of justice, righteousness. Knowing God is the beginning of wisdom. That's what the Bible says. So now you know God and you have the wisdom. That's what you can boast about. You have been saved. You are happy about the Lord Jesus Christ redeeming you from eternal death. Now that is what we can boast about. So what is God saying? What is this whole uh, text, Bible text, we, uh, we have said, we have read saying to us today because we have to reflect to our community today. In the different classes that we have in church, different position, different rankings, in politics, workplaces, whatever we can regard ourselves, Paul is teaching us that we are one in Christ. All those rankings are not important. Some of you actually were actually useless, but we have been made people of God. We are now recognized before God. Another thing that Paul is actually revealing, it might have been happening in this community, was that remember there was this issue of wanting to be belong to a patron. That's why they were fighting, want to belong to Paul, to this one. It might be some of the slaves of a freed, uh, freedmen, the, the slaves that have been freed, they were now belonging to these, uh, or they were aligning to these teachings, to these philosophical teachings and the science. Maybe some had accepted uh, the Jewish laws that they had to be circumcised and they were following some of these things and they were actually luring some to come. Come, you have to be like this so you can be saved. Now, Paul is correcting that thing. No. God has decided to, to make your, your wisdom, what you regard as wisdom, foolish. And he took that and he presented his wisdom, which is through Jesus Christ, and it's free for everyone. So let us know that salvation is for all in the church. And let's take our rankings and put them aside as we are children of God. Let's not boss 
post of our position, of our education, of our human knowledge. Let's not boast about that. But let us boast that we are in Christ. Let us be glad that we have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us be glad that now we are children of God and know that we are not saved because we are educated or because we earn a lot of money or we make a lot of money or because we are CEOs or whatever we can regard to be something that makes us qualify to be children of God or to belong to a church, to the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the global church. Let us know that it is not because of that, but it is because of the Lord Jesus Christ, as he says in verse 30, it's because of him you are in Christ who became to us the wisdom of from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So Paul is saying we are one. Let us be one in, the, in our walk in, with the Lord and our service in the different churches where we are. Which in talking about churches, I'm talking about denominations, but let us be one in Christ, for we are all saved in Jesus Christ. Churches, please, uh, it's very important what Paul, because there's, there's a division, what Paul is talking about here. There's a division in this church, and he wants to address that. Our churches today are divided. They are divided. There are people who go to church just to fill the register. They no longer feel important. Unfortunately, or fortunately, some churches, they have some structures where we have some church boards, uh, some committees. You find that the people who are just saved and they are actually not really people who are educated, they're not put in those community, in those services. One of the things we see it in eldership where you find that churches, they regard men that are actually wealthy or of important uh, uh, positions in society, in the political sphere, in the business community, even if these people are not really saved, uh, we, we are not clear of their salvation, but they just come to church and they get into positions and they are given responsibilities. Why? Because of their status. Paul is talking about. But let, not be, let, let us just know that we, we are in the house of God. Our rankings, our philosophies, our birthright, our everything, even if we are divided, Christ has made us one. Let us just do the work of God. Know that the issue of salvation is outside our philosophy our richness, our position, it's outside there. When we get to church, we get to a level platform where it is all about Jesus Christ. I wish all Christians could know that, all people who go to church, that when we get to church, there is no CEO, there is no minister, there is no whatever. We are there because we want to fellowship and worship God and we are his children. We have all been saved by the grace of God. And there is no one who stands a better chance because of a, of a position. If someone is gifted, say in preaching, and his job maybe is just to a, 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 a gardener, there is nothing wrong in making that person a, person, a pastor if he, he qualifies and he's called by God, or making that person whatever you want, God wants to use him or her head. Let us allow 
God to work in his church. Let's not let there be no divisions in the church because of rankings, because of philosophies, because of uh, false teachings, and because of 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 bad rights and all these things that we regard as important. So Paul is trying to correct that. Let's let us focus in the salvation that God has brought for us, which is through Jesus Christ. Amen. Can we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for your word. Father, let us always focus on you and work for you. Let us know that everything in church is about you. The whole redemption story is not about our position, our rankings. It's not about what we are, our family background, but it is all through Jesus Christ. And in you, we are equal, working for you as a team, as brethren, equally yoked to work for Christ. Help churches, help me, help every person who hears this message, but let us focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. 